0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises off. LinkedIn presents. Instead of just trying to push through pain, we need to find tools that can allow us to change the experience so that Things that give delayed rewards also provide instant gratification. So change the experience so it's no longer taxing in the moment and you can get dramatically better results.
1: Welcome to Wednesday, everybody. If you've been listening so far this week, you know I'm trying to change. I'm trying to become the kind of person who keeps a neat desk, who straightens up his workspace at the end of every workday. Now, that might not seem like the most revolutionary change or the most important thing I should be working on about myself, but if you've ever tried to build a new habit for yourself or break an old one, you know how hard it can be, how stubborn our ingrained behaviors can be. Luckily, I'm not doing it alone. My coach this week, and yours too if you'd like to change anything about yourself, is Katie Milkman, a behavioral scientist, a professor at Penn, and the author of How to Change, the Science of Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. In the book, Katie homes in on something important that most of us neglect when trying to build a new habit, and that's the importance of fun.
0: Research by Ayelet Fishbach of the University of Chicago and her former student Caitlin Woolley of Cornell suggests that when we want to kickstart change and the activity required is a bit of a chore, most of us make a crucial mistake. To explain, I'll go back to my workhorse example of building a gym habit. Typically, when someone decides they'd like to get fit, they look for the most effective workout. Say, the maximally efficient Stairmaster. And that's what they try to do from the start. But a small minority of people take a different approach. They look for the most enjoyable way to get in a workout. Say, by taking a Zumba class with a friend. Even if it doesn't maximize calories burnt. It turns out that this second group is on to something. Fishbach and Woolley have shown that if we're encouraged to pursue change in a way that's fun rather than effective, we persist longer. That's because a common obstacle to change is something economists call present bias. We tend to care a lot more about instant gratification than long-term rewards. As a result, it's really hard and rare for us to keep doing something day in and day out that's unpleasant in order to achieve a distant goal. Pretty quickly, we tend to throw in the towel if the experience itself is a drag. This is true when it comes to studying harder in school, eating right, exercising, etc. People who pursue their goals in ways that are fun stick to them longer because they aren't fighting an uphill battle. Present bias isn't working against them. I did some research years ago on one technique that can help make change fun, and I call it temptation bundling. The idea is really simple. You only let yourself enjoy a temptation, like binge-watching lowbrow TV, while pursuing a long-term goal that you normally find to be a bit of a drag, like exercising. I've used temptation bundling to stop wasting time at home on lowbrow entertainment and to turn workouts into a treat I crave. Some people temptation bundle their favorite snacks with studying, their favorite podcasts with household chores, and red wine with cooking fresh meals. It's just one way— That you can turn present bias from a challenge into an asset. And my research has proven that it not only sounds good and helps me, but it also helps other people.
1: All right, let me first of all try applying this to my messy desk problem. It seems like I have two choices. Either I can make the process of tidying itself more fun, not sure how to do that, or I could try pairing it with something fun, like listening to music or a podcast. Do you think that might be something I should try?
0: It depends how much you're going to do daily. I think if you wanted to do a tidying task like on a weekly basis, pairing that with your favorite weekly released podcast, or maybe you could binge watch something on Netflix while you're shredding documents, (sighs) that could be effective, especially if you only let yourself listen to that podcast or enjoy that TV show at the moment when the shredder is running or at the moment while you're doing your tidying. I don't know if it's long enough of a task. I don't know how messy your desk is yeah. for that to be the right solution, but it's it's a possible approach you could consider. The flip side of making something fun, you basically want to change the equation in one direction or another. So it's no fun right now. The rewards are delayed. So you put it off and you put it off. Instead of just trying to push through pain, we need to find tools that can allow us to change the experience so Mm -hmm. that things that give delayed rewards also provide instant gratification, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just thinking we can push through the pain and focus on those delayed rewards and convince ourselves, oh, the goal is so important that I just have to be able to do it. So change the experience so it's no longer taxing in the moment and you can get dramatically better results. One way is to change the rewards so that now you're going to get more out of doing it. The other is actually to change the rewards so you'll get penalized later by so much that you've increased the cost in the long run dramatically enough that you're going to get it done now. So you can change either side of the equation. And the commitment device changes the future cost-benefit component of the equation, whereas the make-it-fun now changes the immediate rewards component of the equation. I think the commitment device where you have to pay a fine is a more natural solution for your messy desk, just because there's short bursts of activity. It's a little hard to think about temptation bundling in that context to me.
1: What do you think about rewards? So you talked about the commitment device, but it seems like another approach might be to give myself some positive reward after doing the thing. So if I can't temptation bundle, but maybe I could say like, if I get my desk clean by the end of the day, then I get to do X. Then I get to eat ice cream or something. I don't know what it is, but do you yeah, think that that's that that a commitment or, device too? Okay. That's a
0: change in the incentives. So you've um, withheld a reward from yourself unless you take this activity. So essentially, um, there's a penalty if you don't do the activity. So it, it's the same.
1: Is there a difference in how you approach a positive habit, in other words, something you're trying to do versus something you're trying to stop doing?
0: It's a great question. I think actually the answer is that a lot of the same tools apply to both situations. So you could use a commitment device to try to start a habit or to stop a habit, right? You can try to make it fun to start doing something or to stop doing something. So it's not necessarily the case that things have to look different. But we just talked about how much context matters. And I will just say, I think it is often true that it's easier to penalize yourself if you don't stop something than it is to temptation bundle in a situation where you're trying to cut something else. So think about what like nail biting or okay. quitting alcohol. These are things where it's a little harder to think for me of creative ways to temptation bundle. How do you make those things fun? It's right. pretty straightforward though to increase the penalty on yourself if you don't follow through. So commitment devices are often good for quitting.
1: So whatever it is you're working on changing, see if you can find a way to make it more fun or find a way to make not doing it more painful. Tomorrow, Katie will be back with another way to lock in your new habit. Make it social. According to Katie, you might want to form an advice club. You can make listening to this podcast more social by signing up for our newsletter. There's a link for it in the episode notes. You'll get a weekly snippet of life advice from me and our Next Big Idea daily community, and you'll be able to respond and give feedback to me and your fellow listeners. Until tomorrow, I'm Michael Kavna